Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. I hope you know where you are and you should know who this is. This is Tyler Sheff and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, the host. You heard it. Well, that's because old Uncle Mike is not with us today. It's not because he's flying the friendly skies. He was flying okay, but it wasn't the friendly skies. Unfortunately, Mike has had an accident. A snowboarding accident, to be exact. He was apparently he was snowboarding out there in his home state of Colorado, and he was uh, flying through the woods, or out on the ski slopes in a blizzard. And I guess he hit a snow drift, did a tuck and tumble, managed to use his arm to rupture his or damage his um, pancreas, cause internal bleeding, had to get rushed to surgery, and he's in the hospital. Uh, he's okay. I talked to him today. I talked to him via text yesterday, and I talked to him via phone today. Actually, we had a call covered and or a call scheduled, and just like Mike, we had fun business to do, and he he still came to the call even from his hospital bed. But uh, he sounded a little bit out of it with the a little groggy after being in surgery and all that, and they kept him in the hospital for another day or two. So he's been in there for a couple of days, but I guess he's getting out tomorrow. Maybe it was going to be today but likely it was going to be tomorrow. Anyway, he's going to be fine. He's going to recover. He's not going to be flying for a while, but you know, he'll, he will recover and he'll be good as new and he'll be back on the podcast here very, very soon. Anyway, so prayers and thumbs up and well wishes to Mike. I'm sure he will do well. His wife's a doctor, so he's fine. He's, <laughs> he'll figure it out. I'm knowing Mike, you know, he's elastic. He'll bounce right back. He's a, he's a tough guy and he loves his, adrenaline sports he's an adrenaline junkie so i always kid him it was only a matter of time and he's not dead so the only thing else we can do is laugh it off anyway it is now 2024 as i record this it is thursday january 18th it's about 6 51 p.m here in key west and i've uh, i'm back in key west here i've been back uh this week i'm gonna be heading back up to the tampa bay area working on some things for the fund here over the next few weeks, and I'm working on some uh, added, opening a new business down here in Key West as well. So I'm doing some training and, and whatnot for that business up in the Tampa Bay area. Anyway, that led me to, you know, Jill and I sit down every year. We make plans for the next year. In other words, we want to make sure that we're, our values and our, and our plans are aligned. And notice I didn't say goals. And that's because I believe goals are garbage. I, I don't believe in goals, I'll be honest with you. And frankly, I think goals suck because I think they hold people back. So this episode, I want to talk about that. And, I, and maybe you've already done your 2024 planning, but after this episode, maybe you'll reconsider. Maybe you'll look at it from a little different light and go back and make some minor tweaks that may help you be more successful this year moving forward. Now, my personal opinion and everything in here in this episode is my personal opinion. I believe the goals are ineffective. And I know you're probably thinking, what? You know, to me, a goal, the term goal is best used, like, you know, when somebody watching somebody play hockey, okay? But I believe the goals in general, for you to sit out and set a goal, I believe, for the most part, the idea of setting goals is ineffective. And I know before I've said to set goals and whatnot, but as I get older, I get hopefully wiser, and I start thinking about these things. I start getting better ideas and I start implementing different strategies and I start having greater success. And when I do, I feel it's my job to bring it to you guys here in this podcast. And that's what I'm going to do today. So let's talk about 
why I think goals are ineffective. This is going to be a relatively short episode. I just want to get through a couple key points and then I'll leave you to think about it and tell me what you think. First of all, goals are usually not clear. They're not succinct. They're not very well refined. In other words, you know, I've heard people, I say, what are your goals for this year? Oh, I'm going to win a million bucks. I'm going to win lottery. Well, that's not a goal, man. That's, that's called being a dreamer. Oh, I'm going to start a multi-million dollar business. Uh, you know, you haven't ever done anything before. I don't believe that you're going to do it this year. And I, you know, you can tell when you ask people this question, if they, a lot of people, you just get a blank stare. They haven't even thought about what the year holds for them. They just live day by day and, you know, hope that something comes by and blesses them. And unfortunately, it very rarely does. Now, I found that the dreamers in the world, and there's nothing wrong with dreaming every once in a while, but they set goals that are often too far out of their reach. They're unachievable. They're not, and they're not well-defined. It's like, well, I'm going to open a, a heating and air conditioning business in Orlando, Florida, and I'm going to do that by earning my journeyman's license or my master's license for uh, heating and, and air conditioning in 2024. I'm not saying I'm doing that, guys, but I'm just saying in general. I'm going to do these things and I'm going to make these actionable steps. These are my plans, not my goals. This is what I'm going to do. So when you set a plan, and we'll get into plans here in a second, a plan is very succinct. I have reached out to the technical college in Orlando, Florida, or Chicago, Illinois, and I have paid the tuition, and I'm going to school to get my license for HVAC, or I'm going to school to be an electrician, or I'm going to go get another master's degree or something. Maybe I'm a rocket scientist, and I'm going to learn about a new propulsion system. I'm going to do these things and I've made the steps to do it. That is a plan. A goal is, oh, I'd love to learn about, I don't know, new Starlink satellites someday. Well, that's a goal, but let's be honest, you're probably never going to achieve it if you you approach it that way. Now, my opinion is that Americans are peer pressured into setting goals. Every year around Christmas time starts actually in Thanksgiving. Everybody starts talking about, oh, you got to have your year in review. You got to set your goals for 2024, goals for 2025, whole webinars and and big retreats and and all the coaching and gurus on the planet all get all excited and start coming up with all these year-end planners, the next year's planning template. It's set up for Evernote and it's 1995 and you can buy my new course that will launch into a whole new 2024 and yada, 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 and all this stuff. Really? People, I think, get on board with this stuff because they want to fit in with the masses instead of really instituting change. Because let's be honest, change is uncomfortable for most people, including me. I don't necessarily like change either. It's a period of adjustment. Had a lot of change in the last couple of years. Uh, Those things, some of them are easy. Some of them are not so easy. You know, there's nothing wrong with status quo every once in a while. The old saying goes, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time, right? Well, a goal is kind of equal to the entire ele- elephant, okay? So how about you take that, ele- that elephant and you break that up into those little bites? Those, and those bites are actionable steps, real plans that you're going to do. For example, in the previous years, I've said, I'm going to get my private pilot's license. That's a goal I've always had. Guess what? I don't have a private pilot's license. So when it's time for me, to get my private pilot's license, which is not going to be in 2024. But when that time comes, I'm going to make a plan to do it. I'm going to go down to the flight school. I've already picked out the flight school I want to go to. I'm going to pay the tuition. 
I'm going to go block off one of the apartments I own in Pinellas County, Florida, and I'm going to stay in it for the period duration of the flight school. I'm going to get my hours. I'm going to get my ground school. I'm going to get my, all my different licenses and my ratings. And then I will be done. And that plan will be crossed off the list. See, the reason why I haven't done it yet is because I've always talked about it as a goal and not as a plan. So let's talk about what plans does Tyler and do Tyler and Jill have for 2024? Well, our plan is we are going to charter a helicopter to fly us over uh, Yellowstone National Park this year. Last year, we saw it on foot or by car, rather, drove all around Yellowstone. Epic. I mean, oh my goodness, it was epic. And the Grand Tetons. Well, there were some things. My wife has some physical infirmities. She has MS and she couldn't get to Grand Prismatic Spring, which is something she's always wanted to see since she was a little girl. She didn't feel well on the day we were going to go there and the weather was terrible. It was blowing and snowing and cold and whatnot. And we didn't make it. And that upset her. So this year, we plan, we are, we have planned to take the helicopter. We're going to do it in May or in June. And we're going to fly out to Yellowstone this time. We're going to get on that helicopter and we're going to fly over Grand Prismatic Spring and we're going to cross that off our list. That's only going to happen because we made a plan. I have a real estate closing coming up on Monday. The money for that flight and the plane tickets and all that are coming out of that closing, my, my commission on that closing. So that plan will be solidified before the month of January is even out. It will be prepaid, which means there will be no other hiccups or anything getting in the way of that short of my own death or hers. Uh, and either way, the money would already be set aside. So if one of us gets hit by a truck, the other one will still go. Um, because it's a plan. It's not a goal. That way you don't make excuses and you never uh, make it happen, okay? In my opinion, plans are more logical because they're often built to be more achievable as compared to their distant cousin, their goals. Now, plans indicate intent, and that's the critical thing that you got to think about. Plans indicate intent. That's the critical missing piece that goals don't have. That's going to keep you on task to see them through until they're completed. Goals are usually set out of reach. Thus, the plans are never made to achieve them. You follow? You got to decide the small items that you're going to accomplish, and then you do them, and that becomes a step of the plan, or maybe it is in itself, in and of itself, becomes the plan. And then when that plan is taken care of, for example, I plan to set aside the money in the month of January to pay for our May vacation in full. Well, good. So I sold a house. Now I've got that uh, commission check coming on Monday. And therefore, that plan will be checked off the list. The next plan will be once I have earned the money in the month of January to pay for the May, the May closing, in the, the week following that closure of that plan, we will then book the arrangements using that fund, those funds that are set aside. That way, we're absolutely certain that it's going to happen, okay? That's by taking small steps. Think of it like this. Think of it like the one thing. You guys, a lot of you that listen to the podcast have heard me talk about the one thing. Uh, it's a book called The One Thing. What's the one thing you can do such that everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? That's what I'm talking about. So think about what is that one thing? Well, first of all, back up a little bit. We want to go to Grand Prismatic Spring, and Tyler wants to go trout fishing in the stream there in Wyoming out by the Grand Tetons while we're there. 
we want to visit the Grand Tetons again while we're there, and we want to see the whole area by helicopter. Okay, what does that cost? Answer, about $5,000 to do it right, because Tyler, I'm 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 a little bit of a snob. I like to fly first class. After all, why not? I work hard, and I don't like to fly. So why, why should I f- be stuck in a little seat that I'm too fat for? Instead, I'll fly first class and travel like a rock star. I like it. It makes me feel happy. So the, I have to come up with the $5,000 or whatever it costs to do that. So what's the one thing I can do such that everything else becomes easier or unnecessary to earn the $5,000? Well, gee, I could go sell a house. Good news. I sold a house. That earned me $40,000. Great. Now I have not only the five grand for the vacation, but I've got $35,000 extra left over. Let's look at the plans list. Are there other, any other plans on the list that need money to happen? Oh, look, plan two, three, and four could use a little bit of ching-ching. Well, great. I got an extra $35,000 sitting in my pocket to solve those, to start, make those plans happen. You see how this works, guys? Now, lastly, before I leave you, I want to just put one concept on there. Some of these plans that you're going to make are going to involve other people. And it's okay to bring other people in to help you accomplish your plans. You don't have to do everything all yourself all the time. Bring other people in. Um, it's going to help you actually accomplish these plans, make these things happen. And the key, here's the thing, guys. When you hire people to do things for you, in a lot of cases, you don't, if you hire a new, maybe a new employee or a vendor, you often don't have to pay them until the work is done, or at least till the work is started or start to pay them. Let's say you want to hire an assistant, a personal assistant. And you're going to pay that assistant, I don't know, 50 grand a year or $52,000 a year for easy math. Well, you don't have to pay that assistant $52,000 on the first day they show up for work. You don't have to pay them $20,000 on the first day they show up for work. You just need to make sure that at the end of the first week, you've got at least $1,000 plus taxes to pay them so you can make payroll. And that's it. Okay? That's it. You don't need the whole 52000 So before you get all upset about what you can't do, instead make actionable plans that you can actually make happen. Guys, I appreciate you guys this week. I hope you have a great week, and I will catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.